I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start, uh, we have a request. We have a survey because we want to improve the podcast. And the survey will take about five minutes of your time to fill in. And it's on the Site Visibility website. If you go to sitevisibility.com slash survey, we'd really appreciate your feedback. That'd be fantastic. Just once again, sitevisibility.com slash survey survey. Right, so now today I'm talking to Martin Lindstrom, Danish author, branding expert and Time magazine influential 100 honoree. Martin, how are you doing? I'm good, and you? I'm very, very well. Now you're talking from Stockholm today, lovely Stockholm, aren't you? Yeah, listen, it's a fantastic place, I have to say. You know, you sometimes forget about wonderful places in the world because you haven't been there for a while and Stockholm is definitely one of them. Yes, yes. There's a, there's a song about it, isn't there? Wonderful, wonderful stock. Oh, no, that's somewhere else, isn't it? I'm getting mixed up. That's Copenhagen, isn't it? It's close. It's not that far away. No, no, no. It's the same. <laughs> now, a, a long list of accolades to your name. Let's start off by uh, you telling us a little bit about you and your book and what you've been doing, and then we'll move on to the, uh, the meat and potatoes today, which is going to be small data. Well, sure. There's a lot to say, I guess, because I'm starting to be pretty old. <laughs> so, um, no, it's a strange story. I began when I was 12 years of age uh, in this industry where I started up my own advertising agency. Um, can you believe it? And then um, At the age of 12? Grew. Age of 12, yeah. That's fascinating. It's, it's, crazy. it's a crazy story. You know, I, I loved Lego, and so I, I built my own Legoland in the backyard of my mom and dad's garden. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And then uh, what happened was that I opened the doors. No one showed up except my mom and dad, which really was the low point of my career, I guess. Mm. So um, I managed to persuade a local uh, print agency to uh, sponsor me and put an ad in the paper. And two days later, I had 131 visitors visiting my mini Legoland. Only problem was that visitor number 130 Mm. and visitor number 131 were the lawyers from Lego suing me. Oh, no. At the age and, of 12? Uh, at the age of 12. And I said to them, why can you do that? Well, said, it's our brand. I said, uh, well, it's my brand. I bought the boxes. <laughs> and that was really my encounter with Lego. And, and then um, out of that, they kind of became a client. And I started up my own advertising agency and um, have worked with communication branding uh, and transformation ever since, really. 
So when they walked into your garden, uh, did, did they, the, these lawyers, did they know that you were 12 before they walked in and sort of no. confronted you? No, they didn't. You know, see, I was in Brits of something called uh, copyright, which I didn't know what was back yeah. then. So I called it the mini Legoland. And they were very fair, I have to say. They gave me a new rubber stamp, which was, and the name was now <laughs> Miniland and not <laughs> mini right. Legoland. Okay. Um, and, and I thought it was a pretty good deal, I guess. A free rubber stamp and some letterheads. Um, <laughs> no, I think they said it. They saw it a little bit as a joke. But Lego actually back then were incredibly focused on not losing the trademark. And, and yeah. actually was holding Lego back from from transformation into become what they were today because – Whenever someone used their trademark, they would basically send out lawyers. And I don't need to tell you, they had to be really, really busy in the end. Mm. Because as the internet came around in 1994, they were really not geared to it. And it was first later, about five years later, Lego said, so be it. Uh, now we're going to give consumers the access to our brand and, and build the brand for us. And in many ways, this has, is one of the key reasons why Lego is as big as it is today. Good old Lego. Well, let's talk about small data because um, most of us have heard about big data and people sort of, you know, sort of talk at length about big data, but not many people talk about small data. I mean, I would call it little data, but small data probably sounds better. Tell us a bit about uh, small data and sort of why it matters. Well, small data is really uh, all about finding or identifying seemingly insignificant observations in our lives. Uh, so you could say where well, big data is all about seeking correlations between uh, billions of numbers. Uh, small data is all about finding the causation, the reason why we do things. And it sounds like, well, isn't that the same? No, there's a huge difference. Um, no, I'll give you an example uh, mm. with a bank in the United States, which just recently um, you know, had concluded based on, on big data that the, the customers didn't like them anymore. And in fact, they had to send out a letter to them in order to, to um, get them back. And in that letter, they will offer interest rate cuts and stuff like that. But a smart guy in there woke up and realized perhaps small data is the answer. So they started to meet up with these customers and they had sort of one-on-one -on -one encounters with them to understand what was the reason why they left. Mm. And the real reason why they left was really uh, because they, um, <laughs> the people were going through a divorce. And as people were going through divorce, of course, they had to split their accounts and then people had to leave. Yeah. So the small data was really showing them the reason why. And based on that, they basically just created a new product which allowed people to, to split their accounts and, and stay with the bank even though they were not together anymore. So had you used the big data, they really had lost a lot of money. But by using small data, they actually earned money. And, and that is the biggest difference between big and small data. The world today, however, is, is obsessed with big data because it's so convenient yeah. to look up on a report on a screen. You don't need to be dirty on your hands, meaning you don't have to go out and talk mm. to those ugly, terrible people who happen to pay your salary, which is called the consumer, right? Yeah. And because today people that have in companies have this feeling that they can run their consumer, consumers through a remote control. Mm. But that's wrong. What's right is that you actually start to understand where the heartbeat is. And once you do that, you actually can create amazing transformations of your brand. It reminds me a little bit of, um, because I'm in software development, and it reminds me a little bit of what we call user research. So you're sort of like, you're developing a project and you want to make sure that the screens you've, that you thought were good, that you've put together, actually work on the real users and things like that, which is a, similar in that, that you're only, it's quite a small sample rate, but you're getting out there and, and, and talking to people. 
it is a very small sample rate, and 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 it's it, it's so small because you don't have, you only have to interview two twenty or thirty people. Yeah. And people say to me, how can you change an entire direction of an organization based on so few interviews? And the answer is very simple. I went to the doctor the other day and had a health check, and uh, you know he didn't take six liters of blood from me to be sure I was mm. healthy. He took a couple of drops, and that yeah. was enough based on science to determine my state of health. And mm. in many ways, this is the same if you have enough experience of picking up those small data, interpreting them, and basically convert them into concepts, well, then that's enough. And I think people have to be aware of that if we don't do that, you get access to the same numbers as everyone else, and you interpret them the same way as everyone mm. else. And guess what? Where you end? Like where everyone else is, but small data quite often gives you a completely different view of the reality. Okay, so, I mean, what would the ways be then that we can look at small data sort of in our day-to-day lives and how can businesses better equip themselves to spot small data trends? Well, I think it's incredibly important to understand that uh, you first of all need to uh, look for different things than what you're normally doing. Here's a good example. Coming back to our discussion about Lego, you know, back in 2003, Lego um, really was struggling and close to bankruptcy, which mm. is really surprising when you think about it today. But one of the reasons were that, that they had looked into those big data and concluded that the instant gratification generation had arrived. And because of that, they actually um, were changing the size of the Lego bricks back to big clunky bricks where yeah. you could build a castle in a matter of half an hour rather than six hours. Yeah. Now, a small breakout team from Lego moved in with consumers in their homes and ended up in a home of an 11-year-old German kid. And they asked him one single question. The question is, what are you most proud of? And this yeah. kid, he pauses for a second. He points at a shelf and there you have an old worn-down pair of sneakers, smelly. Yeah. And Lego, of course, was perplexed about this feedback because they expected him to say Nintendo, PlayStation, or Sony or mm. something. He didn't. So they asked him why, and he says, well, the reason why is because uh, he is the best skater in town. And he said, this is my evidence. You see, when you slide down a skateboard, it creates a certain wear and tear on those sneakers. Yeah. And exactly that wear and tear means that he's number one. And he said, that's my trophy. And the reason why this insight was so important was because that – uh, told Lego that if you really have the time to spend hundreds, if not thousands of hours fine-tuning the size of a sneaker, why couldn't you spend the time on Lego bricks? So they realized that this is all about storytelling. And out of that, they created the Lego movie, they created the whole storytelling alliances they have with Harry Potter and Star Wars and whatever it is. And, and at the end of this story is not only that sales went up 31% last year, but uh, Legos today, not only uh, the number one toy brand in the world, they also just two weeks ago were announced to be the number one brand in the world. And that whole story began with small data. That's a fascinating story. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you talked about um, sort of looking at sort of smaller samples of, of users, consumers, uh, potential clients. What's your personal favorite eureka moment uh i think for me and from my point of view um it partially it probably was when i realized i could look through walls mm. in a home and that sounds crazy but when you as me have spent perhaps time in 2000 consumers homes across 77 different countries over the last decade you start to build up an instinct and an instinct is an accumulation of experiences through many years mm. and at that stage you start to correlate actually the insights you have in a funny way at a non-spoken level where you suddenly are able to um, somehow predict how that person is going to behave even though you don't know the person. Um, And that is because I think in many ways we're not that different as people. Uh, I tend to say there's not more than 500 to 1,000 different people. The rest of us are clones of each other. Um, and, And what it really means is that you will start to be able to look at one person, talk to that person, and immediately draw parallels to what that person will say even before they say things. And you've tried it yourself. I'm sure you met a person who said, oh, yeah, he reminds me about, what, 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 what was his name? Some, and then yeah. you had another person, right? And this is exactly what I experienced. And as we started to get close to that eureka moment, I then realized that I didn't have to spend a lot of time in homes. Just by drawing these subconscious parallels between people, I could actually tell you what the colors of the bedroom wall would be in the bedroom I have never been to. Um, And that would then help me to understand the success of brands because then I could throw in a brand in that thinking and actually predict the success because I would know exactly what the behavior of that audience would be because I could draw these parallels. So, of course, this is incredible advanced and, and not a lot of people will spend so much time with other people as I do but for certainly for me personally and mm. my development and the process I'm outlining in my book Small Data I would never have been able to do that unless I've been through this uh, this fascinating journey right so it sounds like it's helped you to develop uh, personas then 
uh, it definitely has. Or what we call personas in marketing. Yeah, 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 it definitely has. And and I think in many ways that um, what I'm trying to do is, of course, to convert, uh, convey this message to, to my readers. It's a tricky balance because in many ways you are trying to squeeze 20, uh, almost 20 years in this case of experiences working with this into a couple of pages. But I think I'm getting there. Uh, I think the most important message I have to, to my readers and in this case the listeners is that we can all do it. And, and by that, I mean, first of all, when did you last time spend time with a consumer, which you don't know, yeah. in their homes, living with them, point one? Yeah. And probably your answer is never. Um, and, and that's my first question to you. And, and the second question is when you go into the home of a consumer, you should look for what you can't see. Now, that sounds crazy, but it's I'm always looking for the outer balances. We're all out of balance. Maybe I feel I'm overweight. Maybe I feel I'm lonely. Maybe I feel I have a midlife crisis. And mm. in all these cases, there's an answer for it. With a midlife crisis, there's a Harley Davidson. Um, <laughs> but, but in many ways, these outer balances also are reflected by what you can't find in the home or what you find in the home. And it's the outer balances you have to look for because that is the gap representing the opportunity for a new brand, a product or a service. I'm just wondering, actually, because uh, have you got any tips for our listeners? Because th- th- I'm just thinking about the logistics of like sort of going into people's homes and, and doing this sort of small sort of individual user sampling. How do you do that? How do you go about doing that? Are there any sort of top tips you can give our listeners? Well, definitely. And I'll just give you some quick ones. But you no. Know, when you go into a home, the first thing you should do is really to look for the coffee table book, if such exists. Hmm. The room you'll find that coffee table book displayed in is what we call the perception room. Just as you have uh, your own Facebook page, which you are lying at most likely. Most of us are either better looking or our CV is is polished a little bit too much. Uh, Well, just the same way as we have that color brochure, we actually have a color brochure in our own homes. And that happens in the perception room. Uh, if the, you find a huge painting, colorful painting in the perception room, you can be pretty sure that that person is fairly self-confident. Mm. If you find a huge bookshelf in the perception room, and that's important, packed with books, you can be pretty sure that the person and the level of education of that person is very slim. Yeah. Um, sounds interesting it's like you're compensating for the lack of education you had as a kid mm. and because of that you sort of want to get up to speed and also to the world you will get up to speed um, if you have a, a huge bunch of keys hanging next to your belt let's say I'm just giving you some random examples here yeah. you can be pretty sure that the person is not very self-confident it's a way to compensate for that <laughs> so really we have all these uh, funny awkward things and then you can say to me well Gee, first of all, how do you find out? Or it may not work for you because you coincidentally do not fall onto these rough paint brushes I'm giving you right now, uh, strokes of paint. But two things to say. Small data is like puzzle bricks. And mm. if I want to create a puzzle, I need to put 100 small pieces of puzzles up on the on the table. And maybe not all of them fits into that game. But in the end of the day, you will have a pretty accurate picture appearing. Yeah. The, the, the second thing with this thing is it's all about you conveying a non-conscious, non-spoken word into a concrete message. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that and the reason why this is so important is because most of us are completely irrational in everything we do. Mm. 85% of what you are doing and what I'm doing is irrational. 
Um, and we know that from neuroscience and all my work uh, with neuroscience and something I wrote about, about in a book called Biology many years ago. Mm-hmm. But let me just give you a quick example. I'm not sure if you like me, but if your remote control do not really work, the batteries is just not full anymore. Yeah. I see the type of person squeezing extra hard on that bottom to <laughs> squeeze the last yeah, that's piece me. of battery out of it. That's you. <laughs> and why do you do that? Frustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frustrations, but is that rational or irrational? I'm teaching it a lesson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and this is the, this is that behavior I need to understand. Mm-hmm. And you can't understand that by me asking you the question because you can't give me an answer, right? And you won't even change your behavior if I tell you it's not working. You won't change your behavior if I tell you that knocking on wood does not work. And I can't even ask you why it doesn't work or if it works because you can't even answer it. But this is the 85% and that you can only pick up by looking at small data and that's what I'm doing. Are you seeing any, um, I suppose zooming out a bit, are you seeing any sort of uh, behavioral consumer changes that you think are happening right now? The reality is that, yes, there is a lot of trends happening and they're happening faster than ever. You have to remember that the evolution we've gone through or rather revolution that what we've gone up to today which have taken 90 years in our world has actually took the last 90 years took 10,000 years so that's how fast we are evolving as human species mm. so yes we're undergoing enormous amount of transformation but what's so ironic is that we as human beings are not transforming anymore now that sounds like a, a, a counterintuitive here but um, think about it the first thing you do in in the morning is to wake up and grab your phone and then you are doing your work in the bed, which I don't need to tell you, your bed is designed for two purposes, but it's not that purpose. <laughs> um, and then you go to the bathroom and there you're on your phone doing work. And, and by the way, I did a study the other day showing that one third, listen to this, Andy, this is crazy. Yeah. One third of every young kid, boy, between the age of 15 to 20 years of age in New York City are on the phone in the shower. Uh, so really? we're on the phone, really. <laughs> so we're on the phone. Uh, in the bathroom doing work. On the way to our breakfast, we're on the phone. At breakfast, we're doing work. And then on the way to work, we're doing work. And then at work, we're doing private stuff. Um, and what is ironic about this is that we never undergo transformation anymore. And transformation is the foundation for us to stay alive. Transformation basically means that I'm shifting for another environment and I allow myself to transform with it. That is the reason why the numbers of people going to cruise ships has never been higher. It's the reason why the number of people going to a concert, let's say, has never been higher before because we want to go through transformation. Cinema tickets are going up. Everything is going up like that. Even people going to musicals and uh, just concerts. Yeah. In the UK, it's going through the roof right now because people desperately want a transformation. So the biggest trend we're seeing right now is, in fact, that we are suppressing transformation. That's the reason why you don't reset your computer anymore um, because we're mirroring our be- our brains onto the computer. What happens with the computer when we're not doing it? It gets slow uh, if you yeah. don't reset it. What happens with our brain when we don't transform? We get slow. And that's the reason why one of the biggest trends is to fulfill that outer balance, which is exactly what we talked about before, and actually fill that with an opportunity, whatever that is, a product, service, or a brand. Well, Martin, thanks so much for coming on the show. Now, if you want to find out more about Martin, if you go along to www.martinlindstrom.com, that's M-A-R-T-I-N-L-I-N-D-S-T-R-O-M. 
Thanks again, Martin. And thanks to you for listening. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review so that we know how we're doing. And don't forget that survey. It's at sitevisibility.com slash survey. If you want to continue the conversation, you can do so by joining the Site Visibility group on LinkedIn. And if you want to uh, send a question or a comment, two ways of doing that. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.com, or you can tweet us at sitevisibility. Well, that's all from me, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 